Welcome to episode 8 of the Motor City Gameworks podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pinchback, and with me tonight are my good friends, co-designers, and ready to re-up with another crowdfunded board game project, <laughs> Mr. Matt Riddle and the Reverend Dr. Adam Hill. Hey, How you hey, doing, hey. boys? What's up? I'm doing great. I air fried some chicken wings tonight. You did not. I did, and they were great. That's odd. Did you do that specifically because you knew we were recording tonight? I knew it was recording night, and I was like, I got to have an update. Oh, it's so I, how we don't have an air fryer sponsorship yet? We, we need to work on that. I think I mean, we've sold more air fryers than the companies who make them have. So the dozens, like single dozens, or the, the three people that have told me that they love our mm-hmm. podcast are actually just like, I love the air frying bit. Exactly. That's like everything that comes up. If you could just cut out all that gaming stuff, <laughs> just do the air fryers well, in the top good three. Good for that. We got into it really early. You know what's funny? I also air fried. Uh, you know, just I know Adam and I are both on our our weight loss journeys, but we had something in these. I, I get really frustrated. Speak. We're just going to do random tangents already. Do it. Where there's like food in the freezer or fridge for a long time. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just no one's eating it for some reason. Not stuff I bought because I ate stuff that I bought, and it was. Bosco sticks. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> Which, I, I, I'll i be honest. Ben. Those aren't on any diet plan that ever <laughs> no, has existed. No, There's on. no way that's approved for you. No one is supposed to eat Bosco sticks. But apparently they serve them at the high school and the middle school. And I'm just, like My girls had nostalgia for them because that was like the thing you got instead of the real food. Because like, they're delicious. Right. You didn't want you know the chicken and peas or whatever they gave us. You got Bosco sticks. So I'm like, I've never had a Bosco stick before. And they're pretty freaking good. It's good and good for you is what you said to yourself. (laughs) And I air fried them. I'm like, you know what these need? Ranch. (laughs) (laughs) So then you start dipping these things. So a Bosco stick is literally like a breadstick with pizza inside. That's what it comes down to. And they are pretty good. Like to, to the credit of Bosco stick. I, I really enjoyed the four or whatever I jammed into the air fryer. They're amazing. I've been on a cheese curd journey myself. Like I'm on a journey to try all the cheese curds. And I got to tell you, I mean, not to schlub for Costco, but their cheese curds, guys, you've air fried the Costco cheese curds. Tell me you have. I have not. Not the curds. They're literally better than half the restaurant ones. Wow. They're better than Culver's. That's impressive. I'm going to, ready for hot take Thursday? Yeah. I don't prefer cheese curds. Oh, you're killing me. Like in general or? In general. You're out of the company. Like get out. In any form? Buy me out. (laughs) Air air fried or plain? I just don't prefer them. Oh, Adam. <laughs> now, hold on. You're a Culver's guy, though. I, I mean, yeah, I like Culver's. Why are you going right? there if you don't like cheese curds? I don't ever get them. Their burgers are fine. Yeah. yeah you, get okay. the, you get the Orida fries instead? Crinkle cut? No one wants Orida fries, Adam. I don't get a lot of fries at the Culver's. Know, whatever. Yeah, because cheese curds are way better. They are. Anyway. Oh, by the way, A&W, really good cheese Let curds. Let me tell you what the they answer are. is there. Onion rings, but go on. Oh, I do love onion rings. B-Dubs actually has the best cheese curds, and they have the good ranch. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, guys, before we get going yeah. into Three Sisters Fulfillment and all that, I kind of had this nostalgic moment today. It's January. I was thinking back. Our logo says founded in 2019. And this was literally the first year 2021 was where we actually did some business. We made mm-hmm. a game. We shipped a game. But we laid the groundwork years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a cold day in January in 2019. Matt and I... We'd been talking for a long time about what's our next step. Are we ever going to actually do this thing? So one day I was sitting there and I just went out and I pulled the LLC and we started doing all this internet research, um, pulled the company and started laying the groundwork. We were going to do 2020, but with the pandemic and everything, we ended up delaying a year. So I'm thankful for that delay. Yeah, I don't. That is kind of cool how that ended up working out, isn't it? During that delay is when I got to join the company. We might not be talking to you if we wouldn't have delayed that year, and it's just. That is one cool thing that, was. that ended up happening. So I'm going to ask you guys, Adam, I'll ask you first. One year into actually designing product, selling product, shipping product, what's your biggest impression, surprises, et cetera, of year one of Motor City Gameworks? My biggest impression is that Matt is extraordinarily undervalued. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. I hate to say that, but it's so true. <laughs> um, he, uh, he definitely has taken point and done most of the... Uh, direct interface and conversations with all of the different business and logistic sides of things, the administrative side of running the business. Uh, Matt has done a great job with that and um, keeps us well-informed and makes us look good. Um, I think the other part that has been eye-opening for me is that um, good communication can cover a lot of sins. Yep. 
Um, and unfortunately, there are a lot of folks and a lot of a lot of a lot of companies that don't do a good job of communication in this industry. And it kind of blows your mind, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, because it's free. It is a hundred. I mean, it's your free. time, but it's free. It's time. Yep. And I feel like we've kind of made good communication a hallmark of how we do business, mm-hmm. and it just keeps paying dividends. Yep. So it's funny you say that, and I don't even know if I vocalized it to you or even you, Matt, but when, in my little black notebook that we always mm-hmm. joke about, my design notebook, when we started Motor City Gameworks and I was kind of jotting down like tenets of what I wanted our company to be, I wanted it to deliver quality games that we were proud of, to treat customers well, and to communicate well, and to meet deadlines. Those were like the main things I, I wrote down. Great games. Meet deadlines, communicate well, and treat people well. Three and out of three out of four is pretty good. <laughs> I was say, three out of four. That you know, do you so, realize if we went three out of four for our career, that puts us in the Hall of Fame as the best batter ever. Absolutely. And you know, somebody posted today. They're like, "Well, it was three or four months late, but based on you know everything mm-hmm. that happened, that's basically on time this year." It so. was. Yeah, we did. We did fine. It's just yeah, we weren't technically on time. But. Uh, I've got several Kickstarters that I ordered well before we started putting ours on for sale. Oh, oh yeah, Sleepy Hollow. And theirs but, uh, have yeah, not Sleepy Hollow yet. might show up someday. It ships it, in August. <laughs> ships any day now. Any day now. So Adam, those yep. were amazing observations. Was there anything that just completely surprised you, like out of left field at all? Year one, Motor City GameWorks. Um, I don't know about, I don't know about a complete surprise other than, um, okay. I I guess I'm completely surprised by how some of our backers have been so incredibly supportive and encouraging. And I don't know, because here's the deal. The number of absolute troll complainers on Kickstarter is is all in all not super high. The problem is they get a ton of volume. Mm-hmm. And their volume posters, their volume trolls. But we have so many supportive backers who are encouraging and understanding and appreciative of clear communication and honest communication um, and that they've been they've been a real surprise. Just how many good people there have been to work with uh, and to provide this game for. And yeah. that's been awesome to see because uh, y- you hear so many horror stories about the trolls. And yeah, they're they're out there. We've not had a ton, which I'm really thankful for. Yeah. I can't think of one really that just was absolutely out of ca- out of control, but mm. and but the truth is I know they're there. I was surprised by also the number of people that were really engaging and engaged and and uh supportive and plugged in and that was really positive. Yeah, and the backers that chime in and go to bat for you is really what makes you feel good yeah you know you've got these super backers that come in and just you know reiterate you know what you've Mm -hmm. already said or type of thing and really support you and that makes you feel awesome when people support you like that matt yeah year one it was really year three or two and a half or whatever it was but year one of actually doing business motor city gameworks um surprises impressions yeah so it was you know i think my surprise is to your point, I think a, a good one. I'm going to echo the idea that we had such a positive backer base, and there's listen. There, we we also you know non egotistically earned that, right? You've got to to some extent allow. Uh, you have to give excuses for trolls. I mean, there certainly someone can fly in and just be that guy to be that guy. But if you give an opening, they'll take it. And because of communication, they didn't have that opening per se. You know, we were able to. You know, you're not making excuses. You're just being honest, and people appreciate that. And and that was, you know, the just the general positivity of, you know, really a bunch of internet strangers, right? I mean, to see, to feel the the, the pulse or the power of, of these, you know, whatever couple thousand, three thousand people, you know, be supportive and and be you know proactively supportive of right. this thing that you did, is awesome, you know, and. Yeah, that that's certainly one. The other one, really, I, I mean, I you know we we tr- we try to stay pretty honest and open on this podcast, so I'm not going to talk numbers. But I mean, frankly, you know, if I'm in in my most honest moment, it's how little we're going to make on what was a very successful project. Um, the good news is we're fine. We're we're going to profit, and we're going to make more money down the road as Three Sisters, you know, sells right in retail and such. But it is. I just want you know everybody to know <laughs> if you didn't already know this, it's super hard. To right. make money. Um, I mean, we made enough to fund the next project, and that's about where it is. Yeah, I mean, e- even within that, you know, we, we've if we were to look at, you know, without again getting into hard numbers, if we were to look at Three Sisters in in a bubble 
and come, you know, really kind of go through all of the costs, fixed costs for the print run that supports Kickstarter, which frankly for most Kickstarters is all they ever see, it would be very hard to to make a profit. We and we did a small one and then we've got a, a good opportunity to grow from that with our you know retail partnerships and you know some of our localized localizations in other countries and stuff so i I do i do think as much as i'd always sort of you know kind of heard you know that was the case you know that it was so hard to make money etc i i see now that that is 100 percent true because it just is one more surprise yeah people love and care deeply about dice they do. <laughs> they More do. than we thought I they was, did. I was like, orange dice or swirly orange dice, what's the Doesn't difference? Doesn't matter to us. I was wrong. It matters yes. a lot. We it were matters all wrong. a lot. And when you open the box, it does matter. It does. Yeah, so, one of the first pictures posted on The Geek was like, oh, look at these amazing pumpkin dice. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I was stunned. I was surprised by, yep. people love their dice. That was the most begrudging stretch goal of all time. And it was the most important. And we were wrong. <laughs> Except, we were yeah, wrong. Yeah. Because we thought this doesn't, this can't be right. We're like, who wants this? Yeah. So I was, everybody did. I was listening to the episode one we did before the Kickstarter launched, yeah. um, just for some fun this afternoon. And I had this quote at one point where I said, if everything goes right, one day there might be a game. Mm-hmm. And guys, we had a lot go right. In the middle of a tough year, we had yep. phenomenal backers, we had a great product. We had really good partners, and Three Sisters is showing up to backers all over the world. It is. Right. Um, UK, Europe, Asia, Australia. Super fun to see. Um, Canada's are on a truck <laughs> at some point. <laughs> They're port- heading all the way up north. Right. I, I think on an ice road somewhere. People but, realize, yeah, like I make jokes about this other other settings. Like I say I can kick a football to Canada. I can't. But it's because it's like Yeah, we're in Detroit. It's, it's right over the river. It's half hour away. Like, I mean, yeah. we can get to Canada in like less than a TV show. And that's gonna, they're going to be the last ones to get the game, and they're going to be probably the second most expensive people. To, I mean, it's, it's tough to ship there in Canada. Sucks. It's tough, yeah, and it's, they know it. I mean, they they do know it, and they, they do. They would, I mean, we you know we definitely um, you know probably were kind in our in our estimates for shipping, which is one of the reasons we're making less money than we may have. But you know, that's okay. Just those so surprises. Was, yeah, it is, and it's part Just of that. Learn, learn less an army of game mules. <laughs> to take one copy of the game across the border with them through customs, but even and deliver then, like into Canada it, all the games in like one day, and then be able to use in-country Canada Post, which is as expensive. All by the, the way, it's like not cheaper. Because I'm like, can I just drive, throw in the trunk, drive to Windsor, and like you could same and price, spend just as much to ship yeah. it Canadian Post or whatever. So yeah, that was a big. I, you know. Back but we love our Canadian but backers. We do. And I, thank you for paying that exorbitant shipping, and it's only going to get worse for yeah. our next project. Apologies, but we, learned we a super lot, love you and, and appreciate unfortunately, you. Unfortunately, we learned enough that <laughs> prices are going to go up a little bit. They've and, Once again, they've been extraordinarily supportive, kind. Like, yes, they yes. have. Awesome. Absolutely. You know what's funny, too, is, is that reminds me, going back to the communication piece, I, I realized that one of the reasons, you know, and you know, I do a lot of the Kickstarter updates, and we kind of get Adam involved for some special topics as necessary. And you know, one of the reasons I, that I, I, I really wanted to do the weekly updates is because I, I feel very strongly, and this is you know, maybe going to sound jerky, but there's no excuse for poor communication. It's just you're choosing to be a bad business person by communicating poorly. Now, I'm not saying spelling, and maybe you're not saying the exact right things. I'm talking uh, the lack of communication. Frequency, really. Frequency. Open with information. Exactly. Like Not everybody right. is an equivalent speaker, writer. I get that. right? Some people have trouble putting their thoughts together, but... The lack of communication and right. the, uh, or the length of time between communications is just a choice to be. But I, I also I, don't want to judge others. But what you do see in other um, projects, frankly, that a mm-hmm. lot of us have backed or even designed, mm-hmm. um, is that lack of action and lack of due diligence and right. leads to a poor communication because there's like this guilt thing of. I don't want to share what's actually going on because right. I haven't done what I was supposed to do on right. time. And I don't want to right. admit. I don't want to admit to that. Yeah. And there's, true. Uh, but I just got one. I just got an update from a company that they said, "Hey, I know it's been three months." Those how they started. That's not a good way. to I start. I know it's been three months since our last update, but we finally have shipping containers, and so it's going to be coming soon. Now, on the inside of this, I know that this could have happened sooner. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I also know that they ran another campaign in order to cover some of their shipping costs for this. Robbed a Peter to pay the Paul type of thing. Yes. Yeah. And then there is this whole like, hey, it's been three months, but now here's an update. 
it's just really tough to not tell you if I don't have information. And I'm like, no, tell them we don't have information right now. Exactly. Like you don't, you don't have to wait until you have something to say to say anything because then people wonder where you are, especially if you're not working hard to get that information. Yep. Yep. So we are very fortunate that things went relatively well on Three mm-hmm. Sisters. But our pledge to you, hey, we're going to be transparent. If right. we run into things, if we screw up royalty, if things happen, you're going to know. Yep. And, you know, hopefully they don't. Hopefully we continue to plan well enough and can overcome those speed bumps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, games are showing up. They're beautiful. It's a gorgeous game, guys. We didn't make some huge error that I'm aware of. Like, uh, they're, yeah. they're awesome. Right. We haven't yeah. seen the minor, you hey, know, there's thing. No, you know, there's, we, no, there's a misspelling on the front of the box. <laughs> yeah, or one to eight players instead of, you know, yep. one to four or whatever. I was going to say, there's things. enough copies out there that we – there's. You know, the biggest fear I think, you know, for us is we get a an early copy, right? The you call it like the L rip copy basically, yeah. the, low, the low rate production copy. And that's one copy that you know they carefully crafted to they got send it right. They got it right to send to us. After that, there's in our case, you know, seven thousand nine hundred and ninety nine more. And you're like, well, I hope they didn't screw something up in those. So you're yeah. like waiting because there's going to be one off, right? Like some, we yeah. had one backer. Well, I mean, we had one guy who got a smush copy that yep. they accidentally sent him one of the ones that were pulled into the reject. And, and file. we had another person who didn't get a rule book. Didn't get a rule book. Yeah. yeah. Just, hey, like, figure I, it out. Uh, <laughs> no. He was like, that guy was so nice. He's like, so, uh, can I get a rule book? Can I get a rule book? He was, book like, he was like, it yeah. didn't come with a rule book. Is that He's normal? Like, I was like, like it's no. not. No, you're supposed to just figure it out, brother. Yeah. Come on, brother. No, so I'm like, hey, I'll PDF you one. He's like, no, thank you, but. Can I still get a rule book? I'm like, no, no, no. We're still going to give you a rule book. I'm just saying. Absolutely. In the meantime. In the meantime, please enjoy this PDF copy of the rule book. Yeah. So that kind of stuff happens. But we we are are past the point where there's going to be anything where it was just like, oh, no. Well, and box damage fun is something that I I didn't really have my head around until a week ago slash today when you explained it all to me. It's like there's multiple levels of there's, you know, in post a corner got smashed or whatever and we owe you a new box. But there's also like the freight level hey, we absolutely crushed right. a couple cases of your games. <laughs> yep. So we're going to send you some pancakes, whatever, yes. and here's your loss, and go figure it out and see if you get any money back. Like These are things you just don't think about in right. 2019 in your cold bedroom when you're forming the LLC. I, I saw somebody say, I, I think they, I remember it was like 5%. We were way under that. We yeah. were literally 30-something copies out of 8,000. They got crushed. They got, they got literally cru- yeah, yeah. <laughs> crushed beyond, like, not just like, oh, that's like a scratch and They're death. They're not like, like it's not a scratch cool, and death. So no. this is, this is the cool stuff. What's game? the booth at uh, yes, Gen um, Com that has the scratch yep. and dent that's yeah, really cool oh that everybody gosh. loves? Yeah, yeah. It's it not cool stuff, These are It might be cool stuff. It is. They're scratch and dents. Like they have a scratch and dent. They probably do. No, these were, these are beat. Yeah, to hell, yeah, you know, frankly. So we'll see. We're gonna. I, they're shipping to us, so we'll get to open those boxes and see if we want to try to let folks, you know, that maybe let our have, local friends have free, yeah, well, free crushed copies. We might and, at least be able to find a rule book for that guy, right? <laughs> yeah, <I feel laughs> bad for we can use them as parts. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Either way. So the other fun thing, um, you know, I, I was thinking as as I founded the company and we were researching, and Matt, you're researching logistics early on, et cetera, et cetera. Everything is kind of scary Like when you go into it. It's this big black void and you know nothing. And it's just like this positive feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Because if you figure something out, everything gets a little less scary. Like even for me, you know, on the finance side and working the taxes and all that, it's really scary. And a lot of reasons you don't take the plunge to do a business or do something is you just, I don't know all these things and yep. I'm terrified of the unknown. But it, it is kind of cool to start to figure out one little thing after the other. And it was really stupid, but I figured out how to send invoices out this week. And it really tickled <laughs> me that the software, the accounting software, does them really nice. And they look mm-hmm. great. And they look great. They and they're do. cool. And then the vendors can literally, if they choose to do so, literally pay right there with yep. the button click. I don't know. It was just one of these little things that kind of gave me that Which little confidence. Which, if you're a vendor, we love when people pay we immediately. Yeah, we do love. Click. Just click the button and pay. But like actually making a little money. Because Kickstarter is weird, guys. I was thinking this today. And we have Matt, who he, he's very self-effacing, but he's, he's frankly really good at planning logistics and project planning. He's, yes. He did project planning for years and years and years for the day job. But Kickstarter is a very dangerous business model where you're going to get... 90% of your money up mm-hmm. front and then you have to make it stretch for the next you sure do 6 to 12 months to execute your business. Yep. 
And if you don't plan well and you run into things and whatever, you're done. Next yeah. thing you know, you're running a second project to try to pay for the first project and all this. It is a wild business model. And it was kind of cool this week just to get a couple thousand, you know, like some invoices actually paid for some yep. follow-on activity because it's been a while since we've had meaningful income come in. Right. Mm-hmm. You have this bank account and then you just watch it dwindle. Yep. For 10 months being like, hey, if there's any left over, we actually yeah. get to split a little at the end. And then when you get a couple, you know, thousand or whatever. It's you're like, like that one board. And I'm trying to remember which one it is. I think it's eight in uh, Castles of Burgundy where everything is a two or three region. And so you immediately race to the lead, getting all those bonus points for completing sections You're early. Just hanging on. But then at the end of the game, everyone else is completing like six tile sections, yeah. seven tile, and they're getting huge points. And you're still filling out twos and threes that are worth nothing. And you're like, you're just watching your lead dwindle the entire game. It's like, it's exactly what it is. See how long you can last before you get passed by people. Yep. It's to your point, Ben, a second ago. I, you know, I want to repeat something you said. We're not in any way ripping on anybody or making, you know, or saying oh, no. anything. But I, I can understand how people get in trouble. Totally, because you get a pile of money, and it is nothing but diligence and you know rigor, I guess, for lack of a better word, to make sure that you spend that money. That a you have a plan for it, and b that you spend on what you're supposed to spend it on, because it's right. just sitting there and it's yours. It's right. in your. I mean, we have a separate bank account, but it's in a bank account that you have access to. Nothing stops anybody from buying a boat. Like, we could have been like, hey, we're going to buy the MCG boat. Yeah, I'm sure we can afford it. I right. mean, look, there's this huge amount look, look, in there. Look at all this money yeah. we have. We're gonna, I mean, how could all that get How many spent? bills could we possibly have? Right. And there's no, no, there's no rules or oversight to stop you from doing that except for your own process rigors, et cetera, right? And it, it's we didn't because we're not those people. But I can get how you – especially if you're running a company and you want to start the next project, you begin paying bills. Yeah, but even not a boat, but like smaller transactions that aren't budgeted for. You just kind of get into this gray area of like, well, I mean, what's a little bit here, a little bit there? I could see how it can happen. I need a new computer to run the business. Exactly. It's off a laptop. It could easily happen, but man, you're pretty happy we didn't operate that way when you get a random VAT bill from Europe or the UK that's a couple thousand more than you thought it would be, or you bleed Mm -hmm. into 2022 and now you're paying the new shipping rates instead of the 2021s. It's like freights. Almost triple of what you. I mean, and we were <laughs> right. fortunate because it was triple a reasonable number. But yeah, we, I mean, honestly, it went from you know, whatever six thousand to fourteen thousand by the time we actually executed. Felt good. So yeah, and that's just that felt real good. Yeah, yeah. Or or twenty twenty two happens and you cut an extra six grand. We'll be uh, to your we'll be presenting a panel at a local convention near you mm-hmm. on how to triple freight costs. <laughs> I, uh, I always I've said it like three times on this podcast, but it it bears repeating. If you're thinking of publishing, um, the factory cost versus the freight and shipping cost, it's like a three x. It is maybe uh-huh. a four. When yeah. we talk about, hey, I paid the factory this yep. much, ten bucks. I'm paying shipping and freight forty dollars, fifty dollars type of thing. Like total, right? We got yes. thousands, but. Like, it is crazy how much that costs. But, I mean, when you think about it, we're three nobodies yep. who printed something across the world. I was listening to old podcasts, however thousands of miles Matt thinks China is away. <laughs> 10,000 miles, many, is his answer. Many thousands. <laughs> but, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of cool what we did. We printed mm-hmm. a thing in China. We got partnerships and relationships to get that stuff in containers, get it on a boat, get it to, like, what, th- three, four, five different mm-hmm. partner regions with yep. different local um, agreements and carriers. And shippers and all that stuff to get it to people. It's pretty wild that we actually made that happen, I, and people are getting games. They at the are. end of it all. They are getting games. That's actually that part's been super cool. It makes too, you feel pretty good. Yeah, we. I mean, Ben and I've been around for a while. We've done this a lot, right? We've done our whatever fifteen games now. So we've seen people posting pictures of our games for ten years, and it's awesome every single time. Even if somebody posts a picture of a game that's ten years old, I love it. And it's still it's still awesome. And and but this this is double that it like is the, because it's ours and you sit there and you think through you know everything that, again that we went through to get them here and you can understand why there are so many you know one and dones you know because if you had a you know even a mildly successful Kickstarter and you went through the whole process and you didn't get into distribution or you didn't have a partner that wanted to take it into retail then you did so much work to make not very much money not enough to support your your next project so you're starting all the way over again and you're saying okay now i'm going to go back into debt again to try for a second shot well okay or i'm just going to go back to being a designer so i i I can understand why so many companies come and go and they have a successful kickstarter and that's kind of where they in because they just don't want to do it again and and i get that i you know I, i can see I don't know what that line is. You know, we were so fortunate, you know, and a lot of it was, you know, I mean, again, we 
I, I'm going to use the word lucky for lack of a better word, but a lot of this is built off of, you know, Ben and I have been around long enough and then, you know, even getting Adam involved, but as designers to have a little bit of cred, right? That people were willing to look at our stuff. I don't know how a new person does it. I built up a similar amount of cred in one game, so yeah. that works. <laughs> no, I, I just mean... That is not true. It's not, but it's but my point is, let's say, I mean, how, how are you, if you're a complete uh, new entity, you know, I don't know how you do this. But to the point, you're not a nobody, Adam. You had a quarter of a million dollar Kickstarter on your first game, so you have a lot of that cred. <sighs> and even for you to go out on your own would be a very daunting task. Oh, right. That would be a disaster. But so it's, it's tough. It is. And, that, I, and that, I give all respect to people exactly that do exactly true. Yeah. I give all respect to people that try. I appreciate it. I really do. I just It's amazing to me because it's so – we built off so much goodwill. I mean, and it still was a struggle. Yeah. I mean, and as long as people keep enjoying the games we're putting together, we're, we're going to ride this wave. And, and thanks to everybody – at this point, I want to give a shout out to my favorite banker. So you remember when I used to go into Meyer and get some ranch and some bananas or whatever, mm-hmm. and then also do some banking? Yeah. <laughs> they closed that bank. Oh. <laughs> it was such a bummer. So I had to start going over to the other town. But the cool thing was is the guy that works Fridays when I'm usually doing banking to wire mm-hmm. all our money to- The guy. You walk in, give me my guy. Give me my guy. Well, he's a really cool dude who's a nerd like us who plays games. He's the guy that when I said our, our um, company's board games- he goes, oh, like Gloomhaven? I was like, did we just become best friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. so cool. So he's there every time I go in to wire money to you know freight companies at the factory or something. Tyler, love you, man. I can't wait to see you two more times uh, to pay some more freight bills soon. What's True. up, Tyler? Yeah, buddy. Thanks for being a listener and a backer on our next project. And yep. it's good to bank with you, buddy. You're making it happen with us. So our next project guys mm-hmm. yeah it's shocking how fast that's coming up it, like uh, shocking i was you know we were talking about communication just now and i'm like are, are people gonna be because there's, there's a line and i'll be honest we pushed that line to where some folks were probably annoyed by the volume of or once a week once a week is not that much in my opinion and i also think people overreact like delete the email man just hit, hit delete, guys. It right. isn't that hard. Dude, I had that conversation at work today with one of my employees. I get so many emails. Like, they wrote like 3,000 words to complain about like two extra emails that yeah. someone else had sent. I'm like, you can just delete the email. Right. It's like one click. <laughs> How many times do you click in a day? A lot. So click that one time and get rid of that email, man. It's all right. Like, You'll be okay. Is this why I'm the boss? Because I'm the one that can be like, hey, just delete the email. Real calm, you know? Right. We'll I all be okay. It, it was a super long email. Just to delete the email. About extra emails. It was. Mm-hmm. It was so ironic. But they didn't understand the irony in that. <laughs> no. Like you're clogging my inbox now with your extra email. Let's all just delete the extra emails and move on. As my old man would say, that's ironical. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they get you with the extra emails. That's where emails. they, that's where get, they you. get you. Those <laughs> that's, extra emails. That is Gary Hill right there. That's <laughs> where they get you. But the, the point is, we're gonna literally roll. We're gonna have maybe, maybe four weeks off but by the time we actually wrap up three sisters and we do the there'll be a goodbye update right where we'll be like everybody that we can account for has their packages if they don't reach out to us to kickstarter we'll see the messages otherwise this is it thank you so much for the journey see you in about a month Hopefully. so it's like the nba yeah yeah pretty it's, much it's, like i never know yeah. when the end like i know they just played the finals but i mm-hmm. feel like we're still in the middle of the season like is there a yeah. preseason is that like it like there's no discernible end it's, it's a like real the golf short, season. it's golf the like, golf season is like two weeks. They take like two, two off, weeks two off, weeks yeah. off season, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're back in, and I'm like, golf is like it's like forty nine weeks. Like really, guys? Yeah. Like I have no okay. idea when your season starts and ends, but that's awesome. That's Motor so. City GameWorks. Apparently, uh, February. Yeah, yeah. So Go we, take a rest it'll be we'll February, have a little break yeah. in February, and then March. Early March again. We'll hopefully, be everybody plays Three Sisters, loves Three Sisters, and, and then yes. wants to jump back I want another one of these. Yes. And speaking of which, there was a super cool series of live plays of Motor City, our next game, from the board game Gumbo Guys. That was that really was, that was cool. BJ right. and Jay yeah. and the crew. Um, I watched it. You actually had texted in Matt live to I did. answer a couple of the rules questions. It was really sweet watching them play that live and just having a blast with it. Guys, this game is a banger. It is I don't want to say it's our best one, but I'm not going to say it's not our best one. It is so good. It's a good game. Every time I play it, I'm like, wow, this is this is a really good game. It's a Euro game. Yes. Yep. I was surprised, speaking of surprises again, that the testers were finding it to be in their minds heavier than Three Sisters because yeah. I don't know that it is or isn't in my opinion. I think um, you know, the the conceit of it is simpler 
right? It's a very basic pick a die, do a couple things, and if there's no, you know, there's nothing specifically complicated or difficult in that. It's a very straightforward pick the die, take the action, take the other action kind of thing. But the combination of action flow, right? As you select your die, you get a bonus, take an action, get another action, you know, and, and that that whole little sequence mm-hmm. is just to the point where you can think through those things and feel clever while you do it. And it does add, and then obviously, you know, like because it's a roll and write by us, right? There's combo, you know, what was what does uh, BJ call it? Bing, but not Bing Bong. That's the stupid TikTok thing. Uh, popping the bubble sheet, bubble popping, pop. bubble pop. Yeah, you know, the pop, pop, pop. Right? It the has satisfaction that. of that. The yeah. Satisfaction of that. So I, I, I'm curious to see when it gets out there in a little more, a little deeper out there. You know, right. how if if it, where it ends up? Because if you in my head, you know, it's fleet dice is the is the easiest of the three loaded rolling rights. Three sisters. I thought would be still more complicated or more that complicated's not the right word, but heavier, heavy. heavier yeah. than I thought. Motor City would slot in the middle, but what I'm hearing is Motor City might slot past your sisters for some. So folks. I've overthought this a lot, actually. Yeah, and let me tell you my theory, and tell me if I'm wrong. Um, when when us all play three sisters, the rain sequence, you know, comboed with your watering actions, we super overthink that and try to get it perfect. Right. And I think if you're playing to that level, I do believe it's can be a pretty heavy game. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, maximizing every single water rain and okay, this is going to happen in 3 turns and I'm going to play I want no wasted water. Right. Right. But maybe if you're playing a little more casual and a little like the rain surprises you a little and hey. you literally haven't accounted for all that, it could be a little whatever. And then I also think Motor City has a little bit more um that dice selection. Mhm. There's like an extra layer because in Three Sister, you know, in Fleet Dice, you're picking a die and take the symbol. Yeah, it does a one thing basically. And then we added to it in Three Sisters. Okay, take the thing, and now you get the action from the selection board, and you get the thing from the die and the area of the number. Now we talk in Motor City. I got a little bonus on the thing. I'm taking the action. Oh, by the way, and then place it over here, unless you want to upgrade. Oh, and by the way, those actions can ramp by being upgraded. So right. what was a very simple, small action is now an action that's going to trigger multiple combos because of it. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely can lead to... And that's kind of like the awesomest turn actually is like when the first action you take when you're selecting the die actually upgrades the action you're going to get by placing the die. You feel like a boss when you do that. Pro tip. Do that. Upgrade the action yeah. before you take it. Right. <laughs> Upgrade the action and then immediately take it. Yeah, it, it's. I, I guess you know it, it's interesting. I, I hadn't thought that through, but that you know that little stream of actions, right? Because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I, lo- I love our games, but all three of them are just tracks. They're all games with tracks and different kinds of tracks, and in a good way. And th- I think we've done a good job making them thematic tracks. Mm-hmm. So it's how those interlink, and they're different in each game. And then, yeah, I guess it's just what you do with the dice and then how you combine those two things. I mean, it's funny, too, Adam, if you think back to, you know, the design of this, right? Like, you were pretty much the, like, you you let out all of the, like, the sheet, with, as people can see the sheets today, that was right out of Adam's head. You know, right from, we had a conversation a couple weeks earlier, and boom, that was that was it. And him and I got together, and, you know, I, I had kind of played with this dice thing on a, a different random game, and we sort of just started smashing them together, and Motor City was born. And, you know, it was... You know, to that point, right? It's it's that's the clever bit of of Motor City, I think, that takes it, you know, maybe not past three sisters, but definitely fleet dice is that the two you know, fleet dice again being the classic simple draft and then you know, three sisters being a step up from there, I I guess just the way those two work together is really how it, you know, kinda makes it its own thing. Yeah, Adam, you probably have this feeling with the test tracks that I've had in other games we've made where like you put this idea down on paper, assuming that at some point it'll change. But then that thing you put down just works, and it never doesn't work, mm-hmm. and then it never changes, and you're like, well, well those are the yeah. test tracks I put down <laughs> those in PowerPoint. Same. Those are the same, but I mean, yeah. they always worked. So they were tweaked slightly, but there yeah. was really no reason to reinvent the wheel, and it was kind of funny because that was probably like one of the first things mm-hmm. you put on paper, mm-hmm. and here it is in the final product. Because it's, it's super fun to drive your car around the track. Yeah. Like, it just is. It's just a track, but it's not because it's more. It's a more better track. Yeah, the it's only thing really, I mean, better. other than tweaking like a couple locations of bonuses, yeah. you had the figure eight one where you actually do the figure eight, but right. it was too complicated. So we because did we the had a space that you had to use twice, and exactly. so it has to now just look like a figure eight. Exactly, right. that was the major change. But other than that, it's it's what you designed that first mm-hmm. day. It's pretty cool. So, 
the game is basically done, guys. Outside yeah. of any like minor tweak that comes in at the last minute, we're doing the page build out on the back end for Kickstarter, getting that all ready, rulebook finalized, etc. I mean, it's it's basically ready to go, isn't it, guys? Yeah, from a I mean, gameplay production. Uh, there's there's some back end production stuff, right? Like getting yeah. the actual quote unquote production files and. You know, Chris Kirkman's working on a few things for us, but yeah, I mean, it's got some stretch goals going. Yeah, say I'm, I'm reworking the stretch goal yep. uh, things to include yep. some of the ideas we have. So Adam is out uh, there, joining the graphic design. Yeah, very, that was very a surprise. Yeah. Uh, surprise! I'm surprise. learning how to do graphic design, but uh, it's awesome. Uh, I'm really enjoying it, and Chris is helping me with that, so I'm enjoying it. Um, he's uh, no, but we're we're putting together all the new stretch goal things. So all of you that like to back, bring a friend along because there's some really great stretch goals there on are. this one. And We'd like to reiterate the backers drove some amazing improvements to Three Sisters. That yeah. honestly, at the at the end, we weren't even planning on the dice, et cetera, nope. et cetera. The backer momentum got us there, and it was awesome. Yes. That, and spoiler alert: there will be dice upgrades this time because we learned our lesson. <laughs> we learned our lesson. People yes. like dice. People like dice upgrades. So we've uh, we have those on the original list this time. It's kind of daunting, guys, how fast this process goes. Like it a does. year goes it's... by, like a blink, and you're thinking of the next project. I mean, we've got three candidates already for next one. We've got French Quarter, Durango, Rolling Rails. We've been working on all three of them. They're yep. all three phenomenal. But like the thought that. In six, eight months, in earnest, we might be working one of those toward production. It's it kind of blows my mind that we're it to does. that point in the catalog, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's wild. It is. We and need I, to find a way to poll people. Right. To say, what would you like the next game to be? Right. And give them these themes and be like, this is basically what's going on. They're like, can we have zombies? And they're like, they're like, I would like that one, but in, not with that theme or anything like it. Yeah, we definitely don't have any pattern we need to follow, right? I mean, we, Three Sisters and Motor City and uh, Fleet, they're all modern, but beyond that, you know, they're thematically very different. So there's really, we're not f stuck on a, you know, where we've got to follow some thematic, right, you know, uh, whatever path right now. So yeah, it gives us freedom to, to do whatever makes sense. And to Ben's point, you know, we've got three now, and that's those are basically three that are done. And yeah, so we, you know, we, we always talk all the time about you know we can continue to partner with other co companies, and they don't all have to be Motor City GameWorks because we we're not going to do three games a year, <laughs> even if you wanted us to. Because I was thinking about the timeline, right? So we're looking at Motor City now, and one of the things that we're going to try to do on Motor City is because we learned so much on Three Sisters, we're going to attempt with all of our abilities to deliver in like fall. Yeah, you know, we want we want Motor City in people's hands, like you know whatever Q three. We'll call it, and for a couple of reasons, it keeps us out of the extra expensive shipping zones that happen during around the holidays. It keeps us out of the end of the year stuff. Selfishly, right? We you know we battled this on a lot of our Ben and I just unlucky. You know, games that come out in December get left off lists. They just do because it's too Which late to make. Hurts the, our pride. It does hurt our pride. It hurts nothing but our pride. But you know, pride matters. It does. You know, and uh, it's we. You know, you get left off the end of the year list because you're too late. But then you've forgotten <laughs> by mean, the next year. I do this for the money, right? But the awards are nice too. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's all my business card. Yes. You don't win a lot of awards releasing in December. You do not. And there are there's there's a legitimate business part of awards. I mean, that must be what's been holding us back. 100%. I can't think of anything else, any other reason. <laughs> Listen, hey, other publishers, if you want a game that I guarantee you will be well rated and sell okay, then hey, you know you know where to come. <laughs> you know that's where to a come great with that. sales pitch. It'll, it'll it'll sell. You know, it'll you're looking to do one, maybe two print runs. Right. Hey, speaking of our games, Matt. Yeah. Board Game Marina. We've had a really good run we randomly have. the last month. We have. We had two games drop on Board Game Arena. Mm -hmm. Morocco, our old Eagle Griffin kind of abstract yep. game, is pretty sweet. The one that kind of shocked me though how fun it was is the Motor City Gameworks print and play mm -hmm. that we released during the pandemic yep. in coordination with Dice Hate Me Games' Chris Kirkman, Tiny Farms. It, it is. It's on Board Game Arena now, and it's really friggin' fun. It is. I, I have played... It's so good on that website. So that one is just coming out of beta, I think. Is so, it beta now? I think. Yeah, it just went from alpha to beta yeah, like did. this week. So that'll get more people to play it. I, I have been playing, you know, uh, uh, well, okay, so... Quick family story time, right? This is a friendly podcast. You guys like to hear Absolutely. about our lives. Love it. And um, so, you know, we, our household dealt with the corona. Nice. We, we passed it around. You know, we're all, I'm vaccinated. You're okay, right? All okay. Good. Yep, we're all vaxxed. I'm boosted. Uh, my poor wife got the booster um, Tuesday after Christmas. Felt like crap on Wednesday. 
on Thursday and still on Friday went, okay, something's wrong. Right, The booster isn't knocking out for four days. Got tested, found out she had corona. Uh, my other daughter had it as well, almost no symptoms. And then my younger daughter got it, had a little bit of a fever. Fine the next day. I got it, totally asymptomatic. Again, vaxxed and boosted. It is what it is. So, But needless to say, because it spread out, we were like, Three and a half weeks. That's a long time. It's the a long Yeah, the quarantine the, just keeps extending. The serial you know, quarantine. Right. Yeah. Because it's the next person has it and you're like, geez, you know, and you know, Emma's been um, you know, home this whole time because I actually uh, she goes back to school on Monday finally. That's great. Uh, back to Oxford, which is cool. She's excited about that. So it's been a lot of, you know, a lot of us in the house for since you know, basically the week of Christmas, basically nonstop. So that said, long way to say, I have played a bunch of morocco and tiny farms on bga and uh yeah i i, I love morocco so it's one of my favorites i will say uh i'm good at it and uh, at some point i feel a little unfriendly <laughs> because i'm winning by a lot and i'm like well i, I don't want people to hate the game so i start like taking suboptimal turns you know because it's like the, there is morocco does a good job of kind of keeping people along but i mean you can dominate. if we had a redo on that we probably for the betterment of the game would have to mix in a little more randomness I think there's a few things I would change, honestly. Like that's that's what it's so determinate. Is in that like eight or nine years we designed that one? Yeah, I mean, because we worked on it for years and years and years yeah. before we finally sold it. It was one of our earlier. EGG it was games. It, by nature being an abstract, it is a little calculable. It is. You can figure out what's happening and where. Um, not a lot can vary that. And then there's also some things I would change, like the way the special workers work. You just use them. Yeah. There's no right away. There's no reason to save. There's them. no reason to save. You should Except just start for a using bully. But yeah, bullies come and go. I, your I would, traveler and your tourist should just get out there. One hundred percent. So, but I've had a really good time playing it. And then yeah, to your point though, the original point was Tiny Farms. It's is, so beautiful too. And that's Eric J. Carter, the original yes. artist from Fleet. So, so Kirkman. He drew the cutest little pigs and cows. Just and because he wanted to. He's so great. We sent him. I'm going to try to remember the game. Give me five seconds. It doesn't even matter. It might have been Wharfside. I don't even know. It, we sent him a card game to just play test. Yeah. And I don't remember what game it was. And he just like, hey, I drew some art for your card game. And it was the tiny farm art all these years later because he wanted to, like cute little pigs and cows. And then Kirkman, he's not an artist, right? Our friend Chris Kirkman, Dice Hate Me, he's a graphic designer, a heck of a graphic designer. He doesn't draw, though. So he went and found open source, similarly, you know, kind of themed cartoons and kind of touched them up so they felt like the same mm-hmm. art as the stuff that, that Eric J. Carter, the fleet artist, drew for us. So and he put all that together. And like, you know, Ben said, it was a, a free PMP we did at the beginning of pandemic just as kind of a... Hey, people! You know, enjoy this cool thing from us, and now it's on BGA, and it's fun. It's super fun. It's awesome. I look forward to checking it out. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I've seen the, I've played the physical prototype, but just, I, it's been a while, and I would yeah. love to see the little the engine on BGA is so cool because between turns, it actually spins the little it board, does. and you can watch it spin. <laughs> it's so rad. I love yeah. Board Game Arena. I remember sitting there with Ben and. We were coming up. I don't remember why we felt we needed to do something weird, but instead of just doing like cards or tiles or some randomizer, we're like, well, what if? And we're like coming up with different ways to randomize the animals. I think that was because you were trying to do it print and play without having to print out a million cards. I was, but I don't remember. Yeah, that, and that was just the idea you that came up with that genius little spinner I don't think with it was, the I think, windows. I think it was you. That was more of oh, an engineering geez. feat. I don't even know. But either way, it's really fun. I wasn't involved, but since y'all can't decide, I'm going to claim it. You that should. That was me. Yeah, that was, that was pre-Adam. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Yep. That was pre-Adam, actually. So I'm going to take a left turn, guys. Yeah. Did y'all see Spider-Man? Yeah, it was awesome. Sure did. I thought it was awesome, too. And you saw Hawkeye, too? You watched it all over the holidays? I did. It was also great. It was pretty good. Haven't watched it. So what's okay. interesting about Spider-Man is it's the most popular Marvel character, which I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I'm not really a Spider-Man person. He's not my favorite. Like I don't really have favorites because I didn't read the comic books, but he is apparently the most bankable of the characters which yes. is wild yeah i thought it was super great and i will plug one of our best friends in the industry mm-hmm. if you'd like to hear about three and a half hours about spider-man and hawkeye geek all-stars they did a phenomenal job i think i cleaned the kitchen cooked breakfast re-cleaned cooked <laughs> lunch cleaned up from lunch did a couple other things all while listening to the geek Raised all-stars the child. yes i did it all with one episode of them talking about Spider-Man and Hawkeye. And it was great. It's they did great. Dan, Chris, and I think uh, maybe Smoley was on that Smoley. one. Yeah, it was so good. I'm so fi- Geek All-Stars, I'm literally go check it out. five minutes into it, and yeah. I had been for weeks. Because I just Those keep... guys are crazy, though. Like uh, Us, like, oh, I like the movie, and I remember the thing from like Doctor Strange. They're like, when I was seven reading the comic book, mm-hmm. and I mean, they are so deep into it. Adam. Yes. It's time. Oh. 
I am on pins and needles. I am so excited. Are we already at our ask Adam a question and watch him sweat. It part? went. It went reminiscing, man. It went fast. Wow. It went fast. Wow. Adam. Yes. What do you think this is going to be? I have I, I have no clue what to expect. I'm going to throw you an easy one. I'll, here, but, but 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 before we get there, I will tell you this. I crushed y'all in that cookie draft. Oh my no, gosh! Sure so all the feedback not. we got right, was on. that I was right. <laughs> I just want to point this out. All the feedback we got was that I was right. What feedback did we get that you were right? Two tweets. <laughs> <laughs> but they both agreed with me. How many tweets agreed I, I, with I, you? Hold on. And Ben's entire non-cookie cookie draft. Okay. Ben none of ba- them were a ben cookie. Ben had a bad draft. That's fair. My entire but family loves the wreaths, by the way. That's fine. They're just not cookies. I don't. Uh, well, even depending on that, I... I I, I can't get Spumoni. down. That's all I got to say. Listen, I re-listened to that podcast sometime in the last three weeks. And A, the cookie draft, shockingly fun. Like, you know, for, very good. for a very mini draft. And B, your cookies are still ridiculous, even all this time later. Okay, but all of the feedback we got was that I was right. I just want to point that out. And I, I don't say it's nothing because okay, y'all got on. nothing. You people agree with you that they didn't. That they like Spumoni cookies. I'll give you credit for that. I will say that. And you're, the you're orange ricotta chi- chocolate chip. They were excited about that. Okay, they were excited. I was Actually, literally at a function the week after we recorded, and Spumoni was on the table of misfit cookies that nobody wanted. There was a table of all the cookies, no, and no, it was no. so many cookies. What you don't you understand? You went to a function that was a cookie function where no one apparently no. ate cookies. What you don't understand was that was the table of the misfit cookies, and everybody was eating the good cookies from the other table. The good cookies like mini cheesecakes? Yeah, those would have been way gone and before. The, I guarantee Frosted you. Frosted Flake Bars? I guarantee those you. those are not cookies. Right. Both of those would have been gone before Spumoni. Frosted Flake Bars. If you had said desserts, I'm with you. You said Mini cookies. cheesecakes. They're little circular. They come in they, the little thing. I know what a mini cheesecake not a, is. Not a triangle. It's a circle. Do you think I don't know what a mini cheesecake <laughs> is? I do. I think I need to I can tell it. you, I don't think you know what it is because it's not a cookie. It's not a cookie. It's a circle, and it's on the cookie tray. Doesn't matter. And it's, it's not a cookie. It's better than Spumoni. Anyway, I have no idea what you're going to hit me with right now. All right. It's easy. <laughs> this is so easy. All right, All right, Adam, top three non-comedy TV shows. So we're basically talking dramas, et cetera. Dramas. Now, is there any... Do they have to currently be on? No. Wow. Non-comedies... My top three. And, and and am I saying these are the best or are these saying that I like these? Don't overthink it. I'm you can sexy no, Sadie I, Susan. I was say, I got blasted but for this with the Beatles. Well, that was just a bad take. Yeah. You How is my opinion about what I like well, a bad people take? People have bad opinions like Spamoni. But anyway, pick the three <laughs> your favorite. I'm asking not what you think is the critically most important and all that BS. What are your three favorite non-comedy TV shows? Basically, your top three TV dramas TV of all time. of all from time. your life. Man. It meant something to you. It's like those shows when they're over, you're kind of sad. Where here's, you're like, here's oh, the man, trouble. that was so great. And I'm so sad it's done. Here's the trouble. I don't watch a lot of TV. Oh. And I know that's kind of wild. I, I was the guy who said, I, don't watch, I didn't watch Hawkeye yet. I want to. Yeah, I just don't watch a lot of TV other than football. I watch live college football, and that is about it. Um, so, this some I mean, of these I may be a little dated. Game but day could uh, that is could not qualify. That is not going to qualify. Um, I do know I really loved Parenthood. Um, I think was the name of the show. Yeah, that was a good one with Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, with Coach and the whole like. Yeah, the, it got a few tears out of me because oh, our yeah. kids were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hit, it I'll hit admit us at the right spot. I, I never watched it. Yeah. I trust and you. that's definitely going to be It was be like one. This Is Us before This Is Us and Correct. probably way better. Well, it's the show that kind of yeah. This Is Us. Hey, we can make money just doing right. family thing that's right. a drama. Yeah. And so that one is definitely up there for me in my top three. Um, another, another option as far as... Oh, non-comedy. And see, that's tough because sometimes you get the mix. I mean, I could take dark comedy, like Always Sunny. That would that would be a drama, oh, probably. No, dark that's a comedy. Sunny. That's a comedy? Dark, always a comedy. Sunny oh, yeah. is, is a comedy. Oh, straight up? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Well, I'm thinking more things one. like, things that, like okay, I hate MASH. But like something like MASH can be funny, but it's not a comedy. Yeah, MASH is a funny drama. Yeah, it's okay yeah. to be funny sometimes. Dramedy. Just, although people yeah. put that in sitcom conversations. I was say, it is a situational comedy according to the Boy, I can't stand the thing. It. it sucks, whatever it is. Didn't we kill it during we the, the March Madness with Patrice? And y'all were so wrong on that. <laughs> no, MASH is awful. We just killed it. Y'all are awful. Ba-ba-ba-ba-click. Yeah. 
That's what MASH is. That stupid, that first two notes of that song came on. I couldn't click fast. Come on, Nagamador, click. That is not That's my MASH. childhood. I might have made it through the <laughs> opening sequence of I that was show. Doing the MASH is the and then I changed it. That's yeah. what, whatever click. it is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that music is, I couldn't. That's get a super dark enough. song, by the way. We'll I'm talk sure. about it off, after do, the show. Do, do, You're do, doing do, a lot do, of stalling do, do. right now. I am because I'm trying to come up with something. I don't watch a lot of TV. Parenthood, I know that. I guess, okay, does like the miniseries kind of things work? I'll, yes, I'll accept it. Okay. Um, okay. Um, Adam, you're killing me. Come on, man. Just name three shows you've heard of The Witcher. Oh, I heard that's pretty good. It's great. Is I it really great? enjoyed. Yeah. And then um, I don't want to get too fantasy genre y. Uh, and so instead, I'm going to switch over, switch one that I've really liked recently. I don't know that it's top three all time because I, if I'm, if I'm going to be pressed here, um, it's probably going to be some crime. We thing. left. We left press like five minutes ago. Look, you don't have to be a jerk about it. <laughs> the, I, there's going to be some editing involved. There's in a that. really good. Why chance. don't you explain that game again? <laughs> what game was that? I, I, I can talk what about game that was game. That, <laughs> don't Cora. understand. Cora. 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 Why don't you explain Legends of Cora again? <laughs> it's not Legends of Cora. It's Cora: Rise of an Empire. Uh, whatever, Legends yeah. of Cora is an avatar. I heard it has oh. a lot of tracks on tracks. <laughs> Legends of Cora is great. Too many. Legends of Cora is great. You, use that one. That's a great show. That's an Avatar one, right? Yeah, the, the other, the second Avatar that. one, because it's they great. Love, love it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, if I'm, I've really enjoyed Station Eleven. I don't and know that's that is right now. Is it right now? That's a new one. Okay. Um, I probably though, give me chips. Ooh. I did not enjoy chips. Rockford Files. That was a great show. Murder, She Wrote. Twin, A-Team. Twin Peaks, the also A-team. a tremendous show. Quantum Leap. Didn't love the A-Team. Quantum, Quantum Leap. Leap was fun. Quantum I Leap's know Matt loves Quantum Leap. I do. Um, this might make my list. I, this is one of those where I'd really love a little time to do some research. Fine, you're asking I'll me go. About we were going to get in under an hour, and then Adam <laughs> got totally stuck. I'm going to tell a Witcher three. story, and then I'm going to tell you my top three. So here's my Witcher story, Adam. Uh, Emma and I, I was like, Dad, can I watch The Witcher? I'm like, well, you're 17, so yes, but I'd prefer to watch it with you. Because uh, it gets a little wild. And so we're watching The Witcher together. We watched all of season one. And it was as crazy as I remember it being in a few spots. And she's like, huh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> like, yeah, honey, you know, it is what it is. But Witcher's great. So my top three, it, Quantum Leap is on there. That's my nostalgia pick. Um, I would say my modern two picks, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm like Adam and I don't watch a ton of TV on my own. So these two shows are both shows that I've watched by proxy because the girls and Carly watch them so much. I'm not sure they're my favorites, but they're shows that I have seen all the episodes of Let five guess, times each. One of them is a serial crime oh, drama. it's about they're murder. Both serial crime dramas. <laughs> Every time I'm at your house, these shows 100%. are on. 100%. So uh, I'm go, Quantum Leap is my nostalgic fa- personal favorite from when I was a kid. I yeah, love that Yeah, but no show. one watches more shows about murder than your girls. No, my, I'd be worried about Carly if I was you, dude. Yeah, Carly's doing girls, research on you. They love a murder show. And listen, they're not into the, they don't do the real crime as often, which I know people always joke about is like uh, you know, kind of the gimmick. Like that... Uh, that that show that Kirkman loves was great. The real crime one with uh, Steve Martin. Only Marsh. murders in the building yes. was phenomenal. It was super good. Better than I thought it was going to be. Joe made really. me watch that, and it was it was so great. I was sad when it was over. It was one of those. Yeah, it was very good. Was I would so say I, I'm going to give a shout out because I watched it so many years after it was on. It was as good as everyone said, which was uh, Breaking Bad was legitimately as good as everybody said it was going to be. But with that said, Quantum Leap and then Bones and Castle. So Quantum Leap, Bones, and Castle are nice. My, all and they're right. all, they're, none of them are like you know winning award type shows. They're all just shows that I've seen all the episodes of multiple times. They can be on any time. You can just kind of pay attention, see what's happening, and then move on. And Do those have great. persistent like plot that carries across they, the shows? Bones and Castle are both famous for doing the will they, won't they thing. Oh, which get is like, married or fall in love or will, whatever. Will the two leads get together? And they know? probably do. And they do in both cases. I'm shocked. It's crazy. They do. <laughs> the and they dragged it out for like six seasons in both yeah. cases. It was like Castle and Beckett and Bones. and That's better than the one the with Army James dude. Spader where they get six seasons out of is he her dad or not? And you're like, just will you just tell me? Yep. I don't even care anymore. Just tell me if he's her dad or not. We watched one season. I'm like, so is, is is that her dad? I know. And they're like, so five I, seasons later, they're like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, maybe he's not even the guy. And you're yeah. like, oh my god, you're killing me. I just stopped watching because I didn't care anymore. Yeah. No, I, I don't I, care if he's the dad. All they, right. The girls process a lot of those police procedurals. Those are the two they like the most, and I enjoy them. So, I'm gonna keep my first answer. Parenthood. 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 
I'm going to add to it. Um, I really enjoyed Peaky Blinders. Ooh. I've almost watched that one like 10 times. It's pretty good. I have really enjoyed it. Excellent. I petered out in like four, season four, I think, but it was good. I just didn't finish it. And That's then a lot of seasons. I'm deciding between Stranger Things or The Witcher. Mm. All right. So Lily will See, love a little, Stranger just Things. a little heads up to do some research, and it well, doesn't that wouldn't have the be dead as space. funny. It wouldn't be as funny. Yeah, you know, it's funny for some. You don't get to read the show notes. Others. Matt wouldn't I mean, read them I, anyway. It's I'm, kind of our thing. It is. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the process of watching you decide personally. I enjoy the editing. <laughs> I'm just joking. Ben, what is it doing? me? It's you. Oh, well, this is easy for me because mm-hmm. I got to write the show notes and actually think about it. <laughs> right, right. So here's three good answers. <laughs> three good answers. Uh, number three, Daredevil from Netflix. Charlie Cox. Excellent show. Vincent D'Onofrio. I stink and love it. A good cameo in Spider-Man. Oh, God. If they bring him back in the MCU, I will flip a lid. Yeah. Like, I'll be so excited if we Can get some more of him. you believe that... The reporter is like friggin' board game person now. It's crazy. Isn't it amazing? I'm like, so she's like real life famous. Why is she doing board game I geek love stuff? That. I know. And I loved her on that show. I know. All she's three, phenomenal. The three main characters on that show are fantastic. Yes. Charlie, what, you know, whatever. It's yep. Daredevil, the reporter, and the other lawyer. Guy. I don't know yeah. Phenomenal. But, yeah. Number two, The Wire. Never haven't watched it. Oh, almost mentioned it. It's so great. It's definitely top five. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. It's funny because like the season one, they're literally tapping payphones. That's the wire. They put a wire on payphones mm-hmm. to bring down the drug lord or whatever, and then we go to flip phones, and it's kind of funny. But no, the show's phenomenal. Actually, out of all the shows I've ever watched, it does the best job of showing um, both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, the bad guys, quote unquote, aren't just a bunch of a holes out there to cause havoc. It's just another side of society that's also trying to survive in the world, and they humanize. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, it's just so well done. You love mm-hmm. the heroes, you love the villains. Like it's just so great. Um, now my number one ever is Sherlock, the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, short run. What three or four seasons we yeah, got? That, that is it's great. Just I'm not sure I ever saw season four. I've seen some of them. The last season wasn't it. great. I always enjoy it. But. Um, I just I couldn't love it more. Like, well, you guys know my favorite game of all time is Sherlock Holmes consulting mm-hmm. detective I just have this soft spot I love the mystery the whole London thing or whatever I've got this just affinity for it and I love me some Sherlock the the bad guy from season two is probably my unbelievable favorite. yeah whatever his name Moriarty is. yeah Moriarty. I don't know the actor yeah but that is he's, incredible he's one of the most incredible characters from a show Yes, of, you know, just he's right up there with my other favorite villain from Justified. If you've ever seen that, Boyd Crowder. Um, I can't think of the actor's name, so I'm dumb. But uh, he's a phenomenal villain too. But so, real quick, speaking of the Wire, you reminded me because I think it's more Bones than Castle because it was on for so long. The cell phone life cycle is incredible. I love watching. They it. go from no phones to flip phones. And they end to the on brick like phone, just the brick phones, and they get all the way to smartphones. The show was on for so long, right? And they it was it's a pretty awesome trip. You know, like as they move through the seasons, you can tell where you were at. It's based hilarious. on the phone. Now, uh, Band of Brothers, oh, that's good. Was amazing. Is that the, that was like war stuff, right? Yeah, yes. it's like a mini series. Okay. I'll count it though as a show. Good. I mean, yeah. The question is, it wasn't completely fiction. You know, it's not a fictional story. So that's yeah, okay. It's dramatized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's dramatized, but yeah, all right. Yeah, that was great. But boy, that should be up there too, guys. Another topic. So we talked about the air fryer, the cheese curds, etc. The wings. By the way, I need to talk more about that offline. I got this other thing though that changed my life. I don't know if you love eggs like I do. Probably not as much as I do because I love eggs more than anybody. I got a poached <laughs> egg maker. <laughs> Have you ever seen these things? A little yellow plastic one? No, it's just like a pan that you boil water in, oh. but it's got this metal thing that goes on top with six holes where these little Teflon cups go in. You just crack an egg in the cup, the water boils and put the lid on, and you poach eggs. They literally come out exactly like the McDonald's Egg McMuffin egg. Perfect Ooh. every time. Now we're talking. It's like a life change. Did you leave it. I just went from like, okay, whatever, to I'm very interested in what you're talking about now. Yeah. I love eggs. Do you leave the do you leave your yolk runny? I do. And it's dude, you get like you have like a twenty second window. It's well, wild okay. how precise you have to be. So poached egg, yeah, I have a poached egg story. Adam's got one too, apparently. I don't have a poached oh. egg story, but I love some eggs. Me yeah. too. Love them. So Lily is like, I like poached eggs. I'm like, oh, that's great, honey. 
and she requests them. Some, so I, I've been taking her to school a lot in the mornings. And um, so she asks for, sometimes we stop at 7-Eleven, she gets a donut and a water bottle. Sometimes she wants a poached egg. It is such a fine line between, she likes the, she likes the whites to be solid and the middle to be runny. You have like five seconds. You've got almost no chance. I'm not exaggerating. No, you're totally You've right. You've got like five seconds. And I don't even do, th- so we have, a, we have a microwave one where you, it's like a little contraption that you put like a teaspoon of water in, crack the egg inside of it, close it, microwave it. And it's like from 45 seconds to like 52 seconds, if you miss, it's a hard boiled egg. And she'll still eat it begrudgingly, but I'm like, it's no window, no room for error. You're, it's just, you're, it's, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm it's sta- wild. I'm staring at it. Like I'm always on waiting the to- front end where you get the runny yolk, but the, the white is just a little runny still. And you're like, oh, I, I know I, I have to default the other side with her because you won't want the runny whites. Yeah. Because I, you know, I've spent, but when half the yolk is like hard, I'm like, oh, come on. Me too. I've spent for me. my whole life. See, but- Go ahead. I don't mind that at all. Like that's my favorite part of the the sausage McMuffin or egg McMuffin. Sausage McMuffin is superior in every way. Oh, it's no, the number two, as we call it, right? Correct. Yeah. The number two. It's the yeah. best breakfast sandwich ever. If, if I had to pick one food, it might be the sausage McMuffin. That might be the food I eat for us. Like, it's it's amazing. The amazing. biggest amazing man. You want to talk about the biggest letdown early in COVID was when McDonald's decided we're not doing all day breakfast anymore because of the <laughs> pandemic, know. and I was like, why? Because of the pandemic. Like, what's this about? Because. It cut down my number of trips to McDonald's greatly because I would go in the middle of the day just for a sausage McMuffin. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that thing was going to happen again. The greatest item in it's, fast food it was, history. It's their it best is. item. It's not one that my grandmother invented. <laughs> she made uh, she made the dilly bar and she... <laughs> Did she do lies, the number one? Lies she told the number one, the, the egg McMuffin one. itself. So your grandma lacked vision. She did not think to put sausage on the right. egg McMuffin. She right. just did the Canadian bacon Which one. Which is why we've just forgotten about her. Imagine the royalties she... you would have had if she would have thought of the number Exactly. Two. If she had thought about the sausage patty, oh. gold. Um, but yeah, so I like the egg there. And so I would like my poached egg, but I'd like it a little bit harder. Yeah, and, like. and that's great too. I've eaten like a lot, a lot yeah. in the last two weeks of this thing. It's it's so great. It was like life changing. I don't I don't mind the hard the hearts the hard boiled version. It's just I'm chasing the. So I've been my entire life. I've been ordering <laughs> chasing the high. I'm chasing I'm that, chasing that perfect, perfect egg. No, there's a perfect. There like, is the whites are solid. You're like, the yellow like may have at this point. It, it, I think yeah. it's a two second window to get it absolutely it, dude, it perfect. So like small. And I've actually been thinking about this. Like I'll see about this. Especially the size, the temperature matters. All that matters. Especially with the microwave, where placement matters. Yes, exactly. Where are you putting it? Because we, I've actually thought about getting the pan one. The pan one. We're eating them Does enough. six at a time. Yep, I'm only doing. I, you know, I'm usually doing it for her. That's so great. It's I do two, hoping one of them works. <laughs> Although but, that's a one way <laughs> ticket to eating six eggs for breakfast. <laughs> <It is. laughs> well, I mean, I got six slots. How can that's I leave right. them open? <laughs> I've been chasing eggs. Like I've been thinking about. I order over medium at like Coney Island restaurants, whatever you know, greasy spoons, because I don't prefer runny whites. But there's a chance that you know the over medium gets a little crunchier than I prefer. It usually too. does. So I, I really think I want like over easy plus. I know, like a Thai restaurant, like a Thai restaurant, mild plus, mild plus, yes. exactly. <laughs> Where they have like 18 different varieties <laughs> they do, totally. before they. And they don't even like, question you. It's a thing. No, it's a mild, thing. Plus mild plus is 100%. a thing. You want mild plus plus? Yeah. Right. Not medium. Like, sure. Don't medium me because then I can't finish it. But mild plus. Right. So plus. I need to figure out how to order what I want without being a jack wagon yeah like i'm like i want over easy plus i want the white exactly what solid you need with runny yellows and not crunchy so whatever that is that's what i want i think you need to start ordering over easy plus and let's see if we can make it a thing let's locally. make it a thing yeah. locally because I mean, i'll like, support you yeah let's i'll walk in and order some over easy plus eggs i'm in so i, I was i worked so in, they'll be like i know one other person that says that yeah. and i'll be like well he's a genius <laughs> i should try like maybe it's already a thing and they just i'm just like i assume it's not because again, I'll, I'll eat either one. I'll, either direction, I'll eat. If it's over easy, I'll eat. If it's over medium, I'll eat it. But I, what I want is that is that perfect middle. Because I mean, listen, I when I worked at Greasy Spoons growing up, I mean, you'll get some, especially you know, old folks getting sunny side up. That's rank. Like I, I that's just, like barely cooked, right? Runny, sunny side up is just enough that the thing stays together. Oh like, yeah. I, I I'll, again, I would eat it, but it's. Like the whites, you know, ugh, golly. People with their coffee get to do these long orders. I don't know why the eggs can't be a little longer and specific. It's true. So shout out to Peter Mann from my family, my step 
father-in-law. I hate that term, right? We need yeah. a better term for my mother-in-law's husband, who's awesome. Peter, love you, man. He's probably listening to this at 4 a.m. But like stepfather-in-law, it has this like stigma where you're yeah, like, there's, there's a lot we need going a on there. much better term as it a society. It is weird because my, my grandpa was my technically my step-grandpa. Now, I didn't yeah, know that because like, he was my gra- grandpa when I was born. Like He was there before I was. He just is by legal definition, I guess. My, But I never called him. I called him grandpa. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, though. It's kind of a weird... I blame movies. Or was it, is it Cinderella with the... Uh, probably the not movies, movies but yeah. All that, yeah. I blame Disney for, for all this. <laughs> Easy target. Let's go with it. Yep. Guys, we're going to be brief and on time this episode. All right. This is a new year. We're turning over a new leaf. Happy New Year from Motor City Gameworks. Yeah. Absolutely. I think everybody should visit our website and our store and don themselves in the logo, as we call it, a little exactly. t-shirt, a little hoodie. Adam, where would they get some Motor City Gameworks swag if they're interested? Oh, man, they just go right to the website. You click on the shop, and it takes you right there. You can see our gear. It's beautiful. So MotorCityGameworks.com. And they should be getting the tri-blend, right? If possible, if Tri-blend is the softest shirt. It's like, it's like a shirt made of butter. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Love it. Guys, it is so good to talk to you. It is so great that our games are showing up. It, it is. is really exciting that we have another project coming right around the bend. See I love you doing in six this weeks for Motor City, people. Exactly. It's going to be coming one more, one real more podcast. quick. We're going to have one more warm-up podcast, yep. podcast, and then it's on like done. That might be the preview one. That might be the Motor City preview podcast. I think it's going to be. All right, guys. All right. Have a good night. See you. See you. See you. Shoes and legs are out to get me.